are listening to the Party in My Plants podcast, and you're about to hear how many people's greatest fear, needles, can actually be our greatest healer by way of acupuncture. If you've ever wondered what the dealio is with acupuncture, this episode will get you fully understanding its point. Welcome to the Party in My Plants podcast, where I make healthy living as fun as a party so you'll, you know, actually want to do it and then actually feel, look, and live your best. I'm your host, Talia Pollock. Now let's get this party started. This episode is enthusiastically sponsored by a product I couldn't swear by more if I tried. Four Sigmatic Mushrooms. I didn't say swear about more. I said swear by. I couldn't swear by the magic of mushrooms more if I tried. I originally tried a packet of Four Sigmatic Mushroom Tea in a glass of hot water because, well, I was gifted a free single packet of Four Sigmatic Mushroom Tea by a friend. I had no idea what it did or what was going to happen to me. And I was skeptical because this whole mushroom thing is trendy right now. And I'm always skeptical of trendy things. Read, I avoid trendy things to not be trendy. You know what I mean? But anyway, I drank the shrooms and I felt truly awesome. It's hard to explain. I just felt more awesome than before I drank it. Since then, I've ordered it and consumed about two packets of shrooms a day and I can't get enough. I am telling you, these mushrooms are magic. Although they don't make me hallucinate in a bathtub like my ex-boyfriend's famous magic mushroom experience, which honestly, he seemed way too proud of in hindsight. But hear this, I wasn't hallucinating the magical effects of these shrooms. They are ultra scientifically proven to boost immunity and gut health. Yes, please. And thank you. And the four different shrooms that Four Sigmatic uses most, hence the four in Four Sigmatic. Eh? I just got that too. Well, like three minutes ago. But they all do different epic things for your body. Rishi helps you relax. Cordyceps give you non-caffeinated energy for sports and stuff. Lion's mane, which does not come from my lion's mane, boosts your brain. That one's easy to remember. And chaga is, yeah, yeah, good for immunity issues, like when you're traveling or feeling run down and or both. Okay, enough blabbering from me. I just finished a mushroom matcha latte. Oh, yeah, Four Sigmatic has mushroom matcha powder. If I could just stop blabbering for a damn second, I could tell you that because you listen to this podcast, thank you for that, you can save 15% off any and all Four Sigmatic shroom stuff you want to buy off their site, Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com using code PARTYINMYPLANTS to save that 15%, baby. Man, maybe I had way too much mushroom matcha. Okay, onward to the show. As part of my October of rebroadcasting some of my favorite episodes that are related to wedding stuff, since I'm currently on my honeymoon in Botswana, this chat with my acupuncturist, James Rohr, absolutely had to be the first chat to re-air because getting his needles in my meridians were a significant part of my surviving the cray-cray wedding process. James's needles are my first destination when I need to boost my immunity, up my digestion game, alleviate anxiety, or even, as you'll hear, just pump my brakes and take a nap. 
I usually get some puncture about once a month for general maintenance purposes, but in the last few months leading up to my wedding, I became an every other weaker, and then in the final month, an every weaker. Not only do I have a deep respect and admiration for his work and just acupuncture as a whole, but as you will surely notice, James totally breaks the mold of what you might think of as a Chinese medicine healer. He's a freaking funny dude. Half the time I'm with him, I'm cracking up on his table, nervous that I'm going to pop some needles out of me while laughing so hard. I'm fortunate, well, we're fortunate that James, who runs an acupuncture practice here in Brooklyn and also another one in Miami and used to be the head acupuncturist at Canyon Ranch Miami Beach, we're so fortunate that he came on the show and gave us so much wisdom, time, and concrete reasoning behind this totally magical, woo-woo, WTF-seeming healing modality that is acupuncture. So, James, thank you so much for being with me today. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you about everything acupuncture. Let's just jump right into it. Please just lay it out there. What is acupuncture? Acupuncture is like the greatest thing ever. And if your listeners <laughs> yes. haven't tried it, then they absolutely should. Yeah. Um, yeah. Acupuncture is the use of one-time use sterile disposable needles to into uh, pressure points in the body to basically help people feel their best. Now, why don't the needles hurt? Yeah. So the needles are super small So they're and they're solid. Uh, so unlike most of the time when you think of a needle, you think of like giving blood or getting a shot. Mm -hmm. And those are hollow needles because they're either putting something in or taking something out. And our needles are very, very small and they're solids because we're not injecting you with anything. It's just the insertion of the needle. And some of the needles that we use are so thin that they're just a, like about the same thickness as a hair. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when your acupuncturist is like, you know, knows what they're doing or when they're on point, uh, ah. go, um, <laughs> you know, then, then it shouldn't hurt. There are certain times when it does hurt, um, and typically if you do feel a little bit more sensation in a spot, that's an indication that that's where the energy is really stuck. So, um, you know, I encourage people, if they do have a little sensation, to not be afraid of it. You know, that sensation isn't necessarily a bad thing. But for the most part, yeah, people don't even notice it. I mean, I yeah. treat so many people for stress, and um, if getting a treatment was stressful, then I wouldn't be able to be very effective. <laughs> That is very true. And if it hurt, people wouldn't come back. And I'm sure, I mean, are your, your clients, I'm sure, always repeat clients. Like people, I mean, I've been getting acupuncture for 10 years and I, I wouldn't go back to something that hurt me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting because usually people are drawn to an acupuncturist office because um, they have some sort of malady. You know, whether it's digestive issues or some type of pain or maybe it's, you know, problems with their period. There's a whole bunch of things that we can treat. Um, and then when, if you talk to people that continue to get acupuncture after that condition has been resolved and you ask them, you're like, well, why do you still get acupuncture? Their answer will usually indicate, they'll usually say something along the lines of, well, I just generally like who I am when I'm getting acupuncture. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, I joke that it makes the fuse a little bit longer before we detonate, uh, increasing patience and resilience. Uh, you know, and people just generally like um, feeling more relaxed, feeling more optimistic, feeling uh, better stamina, better range of motion. Uh, there's a whole host of things that go way beyond um, just what people walk in the door thinking they need treatment for. Ooh, yeah. I mean, 
I'm sure that some people, or if not everybody listening, is is living with an ailment that acupuncture could help with without even knowing it. I mean, I think a lot of people think that acupuncture is really great for pain. You know, you got pain in your shoulder or, or whatever, just pain, I think, is commonly associated with acupuncture, but it goes so far beyond that. I mean, I have gotten acupuncture for really intense digestive issues, emotional issues, anxiety. But I know, I mean, you can treat infertility, allergies, nausea, you know, as a side effect of chemotherapy and a whole, oh, I've gone to see you for immunity, you know, when I was really low and feeling, you know, like a sickness was coming on. So talk to me about some of those other things besides, you know, the basics that you can treat with acupuncture. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what I like to say is that if, if you're waking up or if your listeners or someone's waking up and they have the thought, you know, if only blank would feel better, then the quality of my life would improve significantly. Chances are acupuncture in Chinese medicine has a treatment for whatever that fill in the blank is. Um, and so, and that could be anything from, you know, depression, anxiety, fatigue, headaches. Um, in New York here, I treat a lot of people with TMJ, with this jaw pain. Oh. You know, the stress is so high, people are clenching and grinding, and um, acupuncture is really phenomenal to help release some of the tightness there. Uh, you mentioned fertility. Uh, certainly here in Williamsburg, we have a lot of uh, pregnant women. Um, oh. So everything from trying to get pregnant to once they are pregnant, making their pregnancy more comfortable. Um, easing, you know, delivery and all, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. You know, if you're, if your appendix is about to explode, don't call me. (laughs) Uh, I'm not the guy that you, that you want on the job there, but certainly to help recover after any surgery, acupuncture can be great to help minimize the scar tissue, improve range of motion. Um, and also to help treat the, just the effects of being, kind of laid up and laying, you know, not being able to exercise the way people want, you know, we can stimulate the endorphins and really get the the head right and the energy flowing. Right. I mean, acupuncture is pretty much for everything. And except for, like you said, like surgery type things. And it's just, it's almost like magic. I really feel like when I go see you, I'm just getting some magic done to me. So can you explain <laughs> like how the F does acupuncture actually work? Because I'm sure there's plenty of people listening right now who are skeptical. I mean, most people I think are skeptical of acupuncture. I think the way it's presented on TV, like you and I were just talking, we I just watched um, The Night Of and the way that that, you know, herbal healer was presented was like this woo like crazy guy and you know that like it was just sheer luck that his herbs helped that dude's foot get better but it's not sheer luck it's not magic it's it's real and just can you just tell us like how it works and abolish all those skeptical thoughts right now sure i'll do my best so there's there's two There's like there's two ways to to sort of look at that, and, and you know how does acupuncture work? Well, we've got the the traditional Chinese medicine perspective, and then there's the Western perspective. So I'll start with the traditional Chinese perspective because that's where this stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea is that your body is full of of energy. Uh, they call it qi, this life force, and the qi flows in meridians. These are pathways through the body that connect the energy flow up and down, left and right, inside and out. 
And the acupuncture needles are, go into these meridians, into places that, that are identifiable anatomical landmarks that we call acupuncture points. Uh, and the needles help to unblock that stuck energy. So when people don't feel well, um, even skeptics will recognize that sometimes it feels like something is stuck. You know, you have a muscle spasm, something feels blocked, you get butterflies in your stomach, or you have like a cramp in your stomach. Um, it really feels like something is stuck or blocked there. And so the acupuncture needle helps to move that chi. We unblock that stuck energy to help uh, encourage the, the normal flow. Mm. Now, Western medicine and people of the Western mind hate that kind of answer because <laughs> It's very ambiguous and sort of, you know, magical sounding this mm-hmm. energy, this life force. Um, if you cut someone open for an autopsy, you can't find a meridian. You can't grab it and be like, Eureka, I found it. <laughs> uh, and so, but the, fortunately for us now, Western medicine has been doing a lot of research and trying to understand how acupuncture works. And um, the short answer is, is they haven't been able to identify one single thing that explains all of the effects that we see from acupuncture. Um, But what they're finding is that it can create a little bit of local inflammation. So sometimes when there's an injury, the body forgets, almost seems to forget that it's injured. It just kind of like gives up on treating it. And so I think the acupuncture needles, they do create a little bit of microinflammation there that are basically a way of signaling to the body, hey, we need to pay attention to this area again. Don't forget about it. Let's increase the, the blood flow, increase the circulation, bring some of the white blood cells to this area to help promote healing. Right. Uh, and so for people with like chronic injuries, I think that's a lot of how it goes because, you know, it's like the body just stops paying attention. And so we're, we're, we're signaling to the body, hey, we got to come back and pay attention here. Um, we're also finding that, that parts of the brain are stimulated um, with the acupuncture. So there was this great study that was done where they put people in an MRI machine and they uh, turned all the lights off in the room and then they turned the lights back on again. And what they found was in the MRI machine, they looked at where the brain was responding to the light. So they were basically identifying the optical cortex of the brain. And then what they did is they turned, they kept the person in the MRI machine, they turned all the lights off again, and they stuck an acupuncture needle in the foot that's been known historically to benefit the eyes. Mm. And what they found was that with the acupuncture needle in, the same parts of the brain were activated as what they'd identified as that person's optical cortex or visual cortex, hmm. which is amazing, which is like phenomenal. Proof. There's a point in the foot that is stimulating the same parts of the brain that are responding to light. And then what was also really cool from my perspective is that they put a, they put a needle in again, but this time in a little different spot, in a spot that's not really on the acupuncture point. It's a couple of millimeters away. Millimeters. What, <laughs> yeah. What they found was that um, the brain still lit up, but it didn't light up in any kind of concentrated form. So it was just sort of a random smattering of activity in the brain and not nearly as focused and concentrated as when it was hitting the acupuncture point. Oh and God. so there it's like evidence like, yeah, you got to see someone who knows what the hell is happening. Okay. Uh, yes. All right. A few points to that. Literally <laughs> points. First, yeah. <laughs> how many like points and meridians are there? They are, there's like, how many are there? There's a whole bunch. There's over 300 on the body. Um, and then when you add in points in the ear or with different systems, some, some systems have a bunch of points in the hands or the feet, you know, you're looking at hundreds more. Um, but of the ones that most acupuncturists would use, you'd say there's be about 300 of them that we have to memorize and 
Yeah. Do you uh, really memorize them or are you just like winging it? Like be honest because it kind (laughs) of seems like you're winging it because like I'll come to you to be and I'll be like, James, my stomach hurts. And you'll be like, sure, no problem. And you'll stick like a needle at like my forehead for my stomach. And I'm like, what is he doing? Or like, I'm like, my left calf hurts. And you're like, sure thing. And you stick like a needle in my like right shoulder. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? But it seems to work. But it really seems so random. (laughs) Well, you know, you're leaving out something that I do in your treatments, which is, you know, stand in the corner of the room and get my blow dart and just kind of shoot them at the table. <laughs> wherever, wherever they land is kind of good enough for me. Uh, yeah, no, obviously we don't do that. Um, yeah, we have to learn it all. And it's amazing because there's each of the individual points have their own functions. Um, and then there's also the combination. So, um, you know, one point by itself is going to have one effect, but then they say, when you combine it with these other points, you get, you know, the sort of compounding effect where, you know, ideally one and one make three, where you've got, you know, this sort of the, the potentiation power of using multiple needles together. And it's really, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. It and what's funny is that there's certain points that a lot of acupuncturists use all the time. Uh, and that's because they have such far reaching effects. You know, every point has not just physical indications, but also emotional and spiritual indications as well. Uh, and that's where you can have a point that, you know, can address, um, pain in the ribs and your digestive issues. It can uh, treat, uh, headaches on top of the head and it can also treat, um, jealousy and, you know, like I hate my parents. Is that Um, why every time we we have sessions and this has been true i've only really see, i've only seen like two acupuncturists my entire life and like i said i've been doing ac- getting acupuncture for 10 years and i've been fortunate that both guys you and the other one have like almost been with me the entire session not the whole time but definitely a substantial amount of time talking to me. And I feel like I'm getting talk therapy too. Like you, you and I will chat about everything. And I, now that you're saying this, that certain points can treat like jealousy. Are you picking up on what I'm saying? And if I'm expressing like, yo, this person's really pissing me off or my puppy's so much work. Are you like, Oh, gotta hit the like calm down point. Like this girl needs to chill pill. Is that why we chat so much? Well, we chat because I just like hanging out with you. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, all that stuff gives us a lot of a lot of information. So when someone you know, if your listeners see an acupuncturist, um, typically in that first visit, especially, we'll ask a bunch of questions, and people will be like, "Well, I came to see you because my shoulder hurts. Why are you asking me about my poop?" Yeah. Um, and it's because all of those little details uh, help paint the, uh, a more complete picture of you. Right. And so, really, for you know, someone who's a licensed acupuncturist acupuncturist, we're not just trying to treat the symptom. We're trying to get to the core of the problem. And the core of the problem is that there's some imbalance in you that's leading to some of the discomfort that you're having. Um, and so if we just treat your shoulder without addressing the underlying tension that's leading into that, you know, then we're kind of giving you like a half-assed treatment. Um, and my goal is to help correct the entire person, um, so that you feel great and that your body is more resilient. Oh, uh, amazing. now not, not a lot of acu- not every acupuncturist will stay in the room and chat the whole time. That's how I like to run my practice. I it's only have amazing. one room going at a time the because best. there's value in that, in the conversation and in the, you know, the talking and getting to know you and being able to adjust the treatment based on what comes up. Mm. There are a lot of acupuncturists where you come in, you say, Hey, how's it going? This is the update. They put a couple needles in and then they leave the room, uh, which has its own value because it's nice for the patient to rest and meditate on their own. 
Um, but it's just a different setup and every practitioner is a little bit different. Right. I mean, when you aren't there, I fall asleep in about 0.1 seconds and I am not a napper. I do not nap. I can't nap. But literally the moment you leave the room, I am out cold. Why? Did you do a sleepy point on my body or is that just because acupuncture is just, I mean, it's so relaxing. I mean, Listen, if someone's listening and they're like, oh, yoga is relaxing. No, yoga has nothing on acupuncture. I mean, <laughs> I leave an acupuncture session and I feel like I just yoga for four days. Like I am so flipping relaxed. It, why, it's amazing, is there, isn't it? Why? Is there any, like, can you give a why answer? <laughs> yeah, the, the short answer is that, you know, we're stimulating your body to find its happy place. And mm. so... um you know, some people feel really energized and they're there and their mind is racing. I've had some artists who get some like amazing ideas when they're on the table. Um, and then, but a lot of people do get to that kind of, they fall asleep completely or they get to that kind of half awake, half sleep place. And I think it's because we're hitting points that are stimulating your body to, to self-correct. And so as part of that, the body knows best what you need. And a lot of people are sleep deprived or they need a little bit more rest where they need just to kind of like downshift a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by creating a space and an environment that is supportive of you, you know, then the body kind of takes over. Oh, it's so true. Maybe, you know, my body's like, okay, this girl needs to chill out. You know, I'm always hyped up. So that's my time for my body to balance out by giving me that chill time. Yeah, you <sighs> said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it. You, you did the needle. <laughs> you stimulated it. So is there a most popular um, point. You were saying that there's some points that like a lot of acupuncturists use because they're like pretty universal. I'm just curious, you know, are there any like points that come to mind that like are the most common? Yeah, for sure. There's the, there's the point that's um, a little bit below the knee that's on the outside of the shin. Um, We call it stomach 36. Uh, and that's a huge point on the stomach meridian, but that has a, it governs the immune system. It's great for fatigue. It's great for like overthinking too much stress. Um, it's sort of like if you, some of your listeners may be familiar with the herb ginseng, uh, it's sort of like the acupuncture equivalent of like great high, high quality ginseng. Uh, and so that's a point that I do a lot. Um, and you know, the joke in acupuncture school is like, Oh, did you do stomach 36 again? Because it's like we do it on just about everybody because people need it, you know, or people are strung out and especially this time of year in New York, you know, everyone's getting sick. And so, um, anything to support the immune system is really, really helpful. Oh, yes. I love it. Stomach 36. Thank you. Yeah. And then the other one, there's one, there's one on the feet, um, between the big toe and the second toe that, um, can be very sensitive, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's a huge point for, for stress and for, you know, headaches and some tension overall. Um, so we do that point. A lot you also. always do that one for me. No shock. And it's always very sore for me. That's the only point that's ever really kind of hurt. Is that right. an indication that I'm stressed out the wazoo? Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> and that tells us that, that the energy is stuck there. And so, um, you know, when it's sensitive, it's like, yeah, it's because the body really needs to move that, to move the energy there. Mm. Um, and that point does so much that it's uh, it's one that we use a lot. So that's what acupuncture really is. It's moving energy to places where energy can be stuck. And when the energy's stuck, it can manifest on an emotional level or a physical level. Is that right? That's just like the most basic uh, way of yeah. explaining it? Totally. Yeah. Totally. And, and just explain again why then 
it just seems so nonsensical that like a toe spot would help me calm down. Is that like, like, is there a way of kind of explaining that? Because if I were guessing, that's probably the reason why most people are skeptical. They're like, I told, I went to an acupuncturist and I told him, uh, you know, my stomach hurt and he put a needle in my toe. Like, what the hell is that? Is there any thing you can say to those people to be like, no, but it really makes sense. And this is why. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, there's a, there's a few ways to go with that. I mean, one of them is to think about like, just think about it as like a road in your body. You know, if you were on a road in, you know, in New York and then, you know, it's the same road that, that can take you to Florida and you're like, Oh my God, I stayed on the same highway all the way down to Florida, you know? And it's like, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, it's all the same road. And if there was a traffic accident anywhere in front of you, it's going to back up. And if no one clears the accident in North Carolina, the traffic is going to back all the way up, you know, behind it. And so the needles are kind of a way of clearing that traffic accident. I love uh, that. And if you think about, I mean, you can just sort of think about like nerves and arteries um, is a similar thing. Anyone who's had sciatic pain where the pain is in the, you know, the, the problem is in the low back where the disc moves, but then they have it all the way down into their foot. You know, we're, we're familiar with this idea of nerves and arteries and capillaries um, and so, you know, that idea of a network in our body that connects up and down left and right shouldn't seem that far fetched. Mm. Um, but yet you're, you're right. There is that kind of magical element, um, to the acupuncture. The other thing that I like is, um, when you think about like someone, let's, we'll stick with headaches. It's like, it's almost like there's just so much energy in the head that, um, there's this, one of the theories in acupuncture is when there's too much above, you have to activate below. And so by doing a bunch of points in the feet, it's almost like we're pulling the energy down and we're signaling to the body, Hey, you're overloaded up top. We need to pull, bring the energy back down towards the feet. And that has a way of like balancing out the scales. That makes so much sense. All this makes so much sense. It really does. And you have to just, you know, let go of your skepticism and, you know, you, any preconceived notions and just give it a shot. I just, I really couldn't be more of a supporter of acupuncture. It has completely changed my life. It revolutionized my, my digestive struggle. It took them away. I was struggling, you know, forever and it's, it calmed me down and it alleviated anxiety for me. I mean, I was, I was told by a psychologist that I was bipolar and I went to mm. my acupuncturist before you and I told him this in hysterics and he said, F that, you're coming to see me three times a week for the next few months and I did and all of my anxiety attacks and stuff subsided and this whole bullshit about being bipolar was is thrown in the trash and I literally didn't do anything other than get treatment for acupuncture. So like... I, it works on so many different levels. It's treated my dad's frozen shoulder. I mean, do you have any, you know, one or two like miraculous, not miraculous because it's real, but like amazing healing stories that, that you want to share? Yeah. I, you know, for me, it's, you hit on something that, that I am really passionate about, which is, um, you know, Western medicine is great. I, I, you know, it certainly has its place. It's phenomenal at keeping people alive. But when it comes to living really, really well, um, it leaves a lot to be desired. And, you know, especially one of the benefits of, of seeing an acupuncturist, um, 
is we're going to take a look at we're going to take a look at people through our own lenses, and so we're going to give you our own diagnosis. And it may be you know sort of chi stagnation or blood stagnation. There's too much energy above, not enough below, and some of these sort of crazy sounding things. But the <laughs> point there is is that you know it doesn't matter if you come in and you say you're bipolar or schizophrenic or you have anxiety or you're depressed or whatever. We're going to take a look at you with fresh eyes. We're going to look at you through a totally different lens, and so we're not. You're not going to be beholden to that diagnosis from the Western perspective, and that's where we have a lot of sort of hope and optimism that things can shift. Mm. Because unlike Western medicine, where they give you uh, a diagnosis and a label, and then usually a corresponding prescription or six, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's really difficult to to have someone remove a diagnosis, um, and in the from the western perspective because of the way the the system's set up with malpractice insurance and liability no mm. doctor wants to take responsibility for removing a diagnosis um once one's already been given and so you know people have their their subject to that medical hexing and that's where if you see an acupuncturist they're not going to remove a diagnosis of like bipolar well we're not even going to look at you in terms of that we're right, going to define you in terms of our own way right and then we're going to give you treatments based on what we're finding and lo and behold, yeah, maybe your thyroid condition goes away. Maybe your bipolar symptoms totally go away. And um, you know, isn't that interesting? Because we've just supported your body to find its happy place. Totally. You know, I had a patient uh, who was diagnosed with something called PCOS, this polycystic ovarian um, problem, and, and it's uh, it can make getting pregnant very, very difficult. And she came to see me, and she says, you know, we really wanted to get pregnant, but I was diagnosed with this PCOS, and um, I just need treatment for that. And, you know, we'll just see what happens. And, um, I treated her three times and then she canceled three times in three weeks or, you know, once a week for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then she canceled the the appointment and she didn't reschedule. And I was like, oh, I wonder what's, what's happening there. Cause we had talked about, you know, a three month kind of treatment plan. Mm-hmm. And so I called her up and I was like, Hey, what's going on? And she goes, well, you may not believe this, but I'm pregnant. Oh my God. <laughs> and so like, that was, that was amazing. It was amazing. You know, and she came in, we thought, you know, we were treating the one thing and some of the points are similar if you're treating just straight up infertility, but you know, it was much more about supporting her body to find its good place to move that energy that was stuck in the uterus. Um, and in the ovaries and then all of a sudden she got pregnant. It's amazing. Wow. I love that. The way that you said that it's about f- helping the body find its happy place. Yeah. It's, that's, I mean, that's beautiful. That's exact. I mean, that's it. Boom. That's it. Mic that's drop. It. Right. <laughs> like that's it. And I mean, doesn't everybody want their bodies to find their happy place? Yeah. Yeah. F yeah. yeah. Okay. So now here's the big problem that there are a lot of bogus acupuncturists out there and I think it's really, it's messed up and it's, it's a real big problem because, you know, I, I had a client who I was like, listen, she has digestive issues and anxiety stuff. And I was like, go see an acupuncturist. Just do it for me. Just go. Like it changed my life. I'm sure it'll change yours. And she goes, you know, and she got a really whack kind of guy. Like he was, he wasn't, he didn't look at her as a whole. He basically just swooped her in and said, you know what your problem is? You're eating too many pesticides. She doesn't even eat any processed food. She's a very strict vegan. And that could not have been a more improper thing to say to her. And he just threw a ton of supplements at her. And she was so upset and gave it a few shots, but then was just like, no, I can't do this. Um, I've never had an experience like that. Do you have any tips for how people can like weed through the acupuncturists out there and not find some BS one? 
Yeah, I'm sorry your friend had that had that experience. Um, it's just like any other field, you know. There's all sorts of practitioners, and um, obviously, word of mouth is a great way to to find somebody. You know, if your friends have been to somebody that they like, and and that kind of referral is is ideal. Mm. Um, you know, I always say trust your instincts. You know, when you're when you're checking someone out, or if you go to the office, if it just doesn't feel right, then um, you know, then stick it out, but maybe don't come back. Yeah. Um, and see how it goes. The bigger, the much bigger concern facing the acupuncture world right now is um, the, uh, the the sort of presence of something called dry needling or medical acupuncture. And now this is acupuncture that's being done by um, people who have way less training uh, than me. And so these are medical doctors or physical therapists who take a weekend course. And in acupuncture, and all of a sudden they're advertising doing medical acupuncture or physical therapists are doing what's called dry needling. Oh. Um, and it's a, it's a huge affront to everything that I've done because my training was I did my undergraduate work at Stanford University, and then it's a four year master's program uh, beyond that. So I spent an extra 3,500 hours studying with the sole intention of being an acupuncturist and an herbalist. Right. Uh, and so when you have these other professions, who's quite frankly, their lobbyists are really strong and they've been able to force some of these measures through in some states where they could, you know, get this stuff passed where they're like, yeah, I'm a doctor and I'm doing acupuncture now, but they've only oh. studied it for 50 or a hundred oh. hours. Oh my it's God. There you're missing out on the beauty of what I just talked about of like being able to get an entirely new diagnosis, an entirely new assessment based on the, the 5,000 year tradition of this beautiful medicine. Um, and there you get someone who's like, Oh, your shoulder hurts. All right. I'll stick a bunch of needles in your shoulder. And then like, you know, leave oh, the no. later. and so, you know, people are like, well, I tried acupuncture. It's like, well, did you see a board certified, you know, state licensed acupuncturist? Or did you see an MD who's doing medical acupuncture or a physical therapist who's doing dry needling? Because the needles are the same, but the whole effect and the treatment and everything is just completely different. So wow. I would encourage people, um, you know, you could do certainly Google searches or you can go to your state, um, the state license and see, you know, uh, who's been licensed in your area um, and go that way. What's that second school that you did that not the after Stanford, the real like the acupuncture school? Yeah, yeah. I went to a school called, called uh, Pacific College of Oriental Medicine. That's like uh, the big one, isn't it? It's yeah, it's one of them. They have three campuses. So they have the campus here in New York. I went to the campus in oh. San Diego. And I used to, when I graduated, I, I went and I was teaching and supervising at the clinic at their campus in Chicago. So I would say, I mean, just a nice rule of thumb is maybe to see if a local acupuncturist for you has also graduated from that school, which I'll link in the show notes. I feel like, because the other acupuncturist I was with for a long time also was a graduate of the New York uh, branch, I guess, of that school. Oh, perfect. So I yeah, kind of feel right. like that's a really good rule of thumb. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when I'm looking for an acupuncture for someone in another city, that's what I look for because oh. at the very least I know that they've gone to that school. Mm. Um, you know, and I know what they've what they've had to do. But, you know, are they going to you could certainly run into someone who prioritizes supplements over acupuncture or someone yeah. who what's like who does some like other type of body work instead of the needling and um, you know, everyone's got their own sort of styles and how they like it. And so that can lead to some phenomenal diversity in treatment. Um, I mean, even my girlfriend last night, she's in Miami. She went and, uh, saw this other acupuncturist there and she was saying last night, she was like, you know, it's all, she goes, it's kind of crazy that you guys are called the same thing because you both use needles, but the, the treatment was so different. Wow. Um, and that's just how it goes. And that, like I said, it can lead to some amazing diversity, but 
Um, so if you don't like, you know, the experience with one, like don't say that acupuncture wasn't good for you. Just find somebody else and maybe you'll have a totally different experience. I mean, not to be weird, but it's kind of like dating. Like you don't just go on a date and love everybody you date. Like you have to find the right one. And, and I think with acupuncture, the goal is to find somebody that cares for you as a human being and wants to put in the effort to uncover all that stuff that goes beyond a traditional diagnosis. And, and, you know, the fact that you stay in the room and you talk to me and, and I see you with other patients, just so attentive and so caring. And, you know, you checked, well, the first time I saw you, you texted me a few days later and you're like, how are you doing? How'd the treatment go? I mean, that's above and beyond. And I mean, not to just toot your own horn. I mean, I mean, or, you know, you're incredible. And I'm so, so, so grateful that I found you. You've really improved my life and I'm so lucky, but I feel that, I just hope that other people can find a you where they live. Or if you live in near New York, come hang out with James in Williamsburg right. <laughs> or in Miami, right? Don't you still practice there too? Yeah, South Beach. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yep. There you go, guys. So if, if you're in anywhere around those areas, go find James. He will be the best thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's nice because it's, you know, part of it is like, let's just try to restore some humanity, you know, mm. some humanity and dignity in healthcare. Um, and I think that that's one of the benefits of, of, you know, a good acupuncture session where someone's taking a holistic look at you and it's like, you know, we're treating as a person, not a robot or a machine that's got a faulty part, Mm. you know, it's like, what is the context in which all this is happening? Right. Again, find your happy place. Um, I know that this is kind of a, um, not a real question, but I want to ask you anyway, how many sessions (laughs) do people typically need to be fixed? I know that the answer is there is no Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's a short answer. But, uh, but typically, you know, like if you're doing acupuncture, uh, it's really nice to start off, you know, a treatment like once or twice a week um, for eight to 10 visits. Like in China, that's how they do it. They come in, uh, at least the hospital I worked in, someone would come in the first visit, they'd get the thorough intake and evaluation. And then um, they would be told to come back like every day, every other day or every third day. And nobody would re- even really ask them what the progress is until they had eight or 10 visits because they know that it can take time um, for some of these changes to happen. Yeah. Um, so much of like how many treatments does somebody need is also dependent on what's happening when they're not in the treatment room. You right. know, if you're at a job that's really stressful, if you're in a if your home life is super toxic, um, if you're eating crappy food, if you're not exercising, you know, all of these things make it difficult for the change that we've initiated uh, in the treatment room to be sustained. Mm. And so it can take a while to, you know, we're trying to like unblock the, that stuck energy or, or find new grooves for your energy to flow so that you can feel good. And if you keep going home where someone's like not being very supportive or you feel that tension or, you know, in-laws are calling or your kids are being annoying or whatever, and that energy gets stuck again, it's going to take some more work to kind of work through all that. Wow. I never thought about that because with, with me, I feel treatments immediately, but A, I've been getting, you know, acupuncture for 10 years and B, you know, I eat a really clean diet and have a really healthy lifestyle. So I guess if that's not the case, you're right. It's going to take more oomph to clear everything out. Totally. And you're mindful. I mean, you know, it's like you, you, you like, you're mindful, you're aware of your body, you're sensitive to what's going on. Um, and some people have just become so cerebral and so in their head and Mm. so, so sort of attached to like doing what they think they should be doing that they've lost touch with what their body is actually saying. Um, and so some people, they may not even be aware of some subtle changes. Yeah. Well, acupuncture really helps with that. Get more aware of your body. 
and the connection, you know, how everything connects to each other and how your mind fits in. So is acupuncture for everyone? Is it safe for kids? I mean, I know there's like pets. Don't they do animal acupuncture? Exactly. And that's like, so that's the case where when people are like, acupuncture is a placebo. Mm. Like, you know, they look at, uh, at I how like that we voice. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we look at, um, you know, you look at acupuncture for horses and for dogs and for cats. Um, and you can see right away that like range of motion improves, their pain levels decrease. And, you know, theoretically, a horse or a dog doesn't know what's happening to it. It's not invested in like proving that acupuncture works. They're yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So there you so go, naysayers. I- naysayers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can't be a placebo if it's working on animals. Totally, totally. And, but is it safe for kids too? Yeah, so you can do um, acupuncture like on newborns all the way up to, you know, hospice care and to the moment, you know, where people are, are passing over. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't treat a lot of kids, um, but there are plenty of acupuncturists who specialize in pediatrics. Oh, wow. Um, and if a child can't sit still, they'll use other uh, techniques to stimulate the point. So instead of needles, maybe they, they have like uh, um, some tools that are like acupressure tools. And then there's a device that, you know, we jokingly call the tickle machine. It's a little, it's a little electric stim that, that activates Aww. some of the points that way. How cute. That sounds so yeah, nice. It's, it's acupuncture is really phenomenal for things like ADD, ADHD for, uh, for these kids in school. Wow. Um, so it's, uh, you know, I think it's great. Good to know. And, um, can you needle yourself? I mean, not me, but you. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. If I can reach the points, I could do it. It's oh. hard for me to treat like my low back, but I'll do some points on the belly and the chest. Oh. Um, sometimes I'll do that stomach 36 point. Um, I prefer to just go see someone else to get treated. Oh. Uh, but certainly if I, you know, if I haven't been able to get there, if okay. I feel something coming up, I can do it. Jealous. Okay. Wish I yeah. could needle myself. <laughs> awfully personal question. <laughs> Have you ever left a needle in someone by mistake? Yeah, yeah, I'd be lying if I said oh, I did. Oh no, really? I think I think every I think every, ag- I think every Oh my god, what happens? Like they call you later, they're like, "Dude, there's still I still have a needle on my forehead." Or <laughs> yeah, this was actually I was the very first time I had been out of school for I don't know, like a month or two. I was just all stressed out, starting a practice yeah. and everything. And um, I was treating this one woman, and like. Uh, there's like core, like the way you can think about a treatment too, is there's like the core needles, which is like the entree. And then sometimes you like add an extra point or two. That's like a bit of a garnish. Um, and usually if someone has forgotten a needle, it's like, it's because it was sort of like an add on or it was like tucked in under like some clothes and they just forgot. Um, and so I was treating this woman and, uh, and then this one time I did a point on her chest that like I like it was underneath her shirt. Mm. Um, and I just totally forgot that it was there. <laughs> and she came back the next week and she goes, you know, you left a needle in me. And I just turned bright red and I was so oh embarrassed. I'm like, so sorry. And she was like, I was so happy. She's like, I've been coming in here to see you like every week. And my husband is always like, what does the needle look like? What does the needle oh. look like? like? I always wanted to ask you. Uh, if I could take a needle home, but I figured that you would say no. So I just didn't want to do it. And she's like, and then I used my mind control and you left one and and I, I had one to show him. That is amazing. (laughs) Oh my God. Everything happens for a reason. She manifested it. Totally. It was meant to be for her. That is so funny. 
I love but that. Usually, <laughs> usually it happens. Like, I mean, I, you know, you hear stories and I, I hear stories of people that have left needles in. Usually it happens when people have like three or four treatment rooms going at once mm. and they're like bouncing back and forth. Or if there's like an assistant who's supposed to take the needles out, because if the assistant wasn't in there when the needles were going in, they may not see, um, right. you know, so they try to, yeah, they try to keep the lights like, you know, not so bright. And, yeah. Yeah. It's but it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just sloppy. Like you shouldn't do it, but it's, it does. Happen. Yeah. It's, it's like happened every, every acupuncturist I know it's happened. To. Yeah. It's like when um, you buy clothes and they leave the stupid security tag on. Totally. <laughs> just like that. That's so funny. So you've needled some famous people. Um, yeah. I don't know if we can drop any names, but I think Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Okay, he's one. D Wade. Yeah. Um, do you ever get nervous that you're going to mess up these really important people? <laughs> like, what if you screwed with his game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be no, so I nervous. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't so nervous about <laughs> messing him up. Um, but you know, it's like it's just like I feel about anybody, any patient, like I want them to feel better, like right away. Yeah. And so, you know, the, my, the thing that I'm sort of get concerned about is like, are they going to like, just not feel anything, you know, or like, are they going to be okay with a treatment plan that's going to take four or six or eight treatments before they may get the change that they want. Um, but I've been fortunate that, um, you know, the celebrities that I have worked on, They've responded really well and, you know, they seem to, to like me and they come back and, you know, it's, it's really nice. How could you not? How yeah. could you not? <laughs> You're awesome. I, it's, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And, um, you know, I, I prefer it. I mean, it's fun treating celebrities, but it's, it's better if I, it's almost more fun to treat a celebrity that I don't know much about. Yeah. Then I can treat them sort of more open you know, just sort of see them more clearly for who they are in that moment right. rather than you know, things that I've heard before. Or read, things you read in the tabloids. Hey, I, uh, People Magazine said this about you. I'm sure yeah, this totally. is upsetting you. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I saw that tweet. I'm sure that's sinking in and causing yeah. some blockage. Right. right. <laughs> cool. Well, I promise we'll wrap it up soon. Um, we're almost done. I'm sure you have people to needle. I wanted to ask you just, is there – like what is – if you had to say the most common thing you treat, what would that be, the most common ailment that people come to you for? Yeah, for me, it's probably split between um, stress and pain. Mm. Uh, and a lot of times there's overlap. You know, people get stressed out and they realize that their headaches or their jaw pain or their, you know, irritable bowel pain, all that gets worse when they're stressed. And so right. um, the two are really linked. And, you know, any of your listeners that have – been stressed out will you know know the connection and at the same time like those who like hit by a car or had a sports injury where they couldn't exercise that can, that lack of movement can also lead to internalizing stress and so um those are those would be the big things oh well that is a perfect segue to ask you about your own book that you've written which is all about stress tell us about your book yeah so the book unlearning stress uh it's available on amazon um and the book is really an expression of it's me putting things down um, that I talk to my clients about all the time. And so um, we cover deep breathing, meditation, some of what the stress response is. Um, one of my favorite chapters in there is the, the, the chapter on gratitude. Mm. Uh, because when you can get to a, a place where you can express gratitude and thanks, even for the hard stuff, then you've really achieved like the next level of being where um, we're not super reactive when you do have sensation or when there is something uncomfortable or there's some stress that comes in, 
well, we can be thankful for it because it's teaching us something. It's showing us something about how we are. Um, then the stress doesn't win. You know, we're not as reactive. Um, and that's really sort of a cornerstone to transformation. And so the book covers that at the end of each chapter is a whole bunch of resources to take, um, any of those concepts that we talked about deeper. And, um, yeah, I think it's pretty good. It's phenomenal. And it's like, it's, it's like, you're just chilling with us chatting, you know, it's so like, it's casually written, you know, there's like slang in it. It's very personal. It's like you and I are just shooting the shit, having fun, you know, and you're informing me on everything about stress. So it's a short read. It's like not that thick of a book, but it's so impactful. And it's just perfect that you said that stress is the most common thing that you treat because stress F's up everything. You know, stress will manifest in so many different ways in our body and in our life. So to unlearn it and to diffuse it, it nothing can, can help us thrive more. Totally. Totally. You know, and then, and then we can get out of that stress cycle when you get out of that fight or flight of like, Oh my God, my life is like, I'm perceiving threats all around me. Then you get to that, that next level of saying, well, what am I living for? What do I really want in my life? And that's yeah. to me is like, you know, some of the most rewarding transformations that I've seen in my office is when people start to develop that deeper sense of purpose. Um, and then you can start to express yourself clearly as a sort of unified force in alignment with your purpose, you know, to be kind or to be compassionate, to be energetic and everything that you're doing starts to filter through this, this, this lens of your purpose statement. And so you're like, well, if I eat this slice of pizza, is that going to help me be more energetic? Or if I go to lunch with my best friend, is that going to help me be more energetic? Or if I exercise versus, you know, watching some TV show for an hour, um, you know, and then you start to get this like more fuller expression of you, uh, living your destiny which like when you're in that place, I mean, that's awesome. I know. And I mean, I know this is, this sounds so just like, how is this related to acupuncture? But that's what acupuncture does. It really helps you remove the blocks on both a physical level, but also on an emotional level. And, um, I mean, I just, there's not much more I can say other than acupuncture is one of the greatest gifts to this planet and to man. And, I think if you haven't tried it, any single person can benefit from it in in, in some uh, really dramatic way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And Chinese medicine has um, they have a very specific or very, very narrow view of what's considered optimal health. And, and so, even for people who are like, "Oh, I have nothing wrong with me," um, it's not that it's wrong, but you know, chances are there's something that's going to be out of balance yes. from what Chinese medicine would say is like optimal health. Like, for instance, the easy one is like. When you go to sleep, when you decide it's time to go to bed, you should really be asleep within five, maybe 10 minutes. Mm. Uh, and if it's taking you longer than that to, to, to fall asleep, like that's a problem. Right. Uh, you know, and there's some people who are like, oh, it takes me a half hour, an hour, an hour and a half to go to sleep. Like that's a sign of imbalance. You know, right. we should to, 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 you know, treat that. Right. We don't even know how much better it can be. Or maybe they're not like, oh, I have sleep problems. But like, yo, you could be right. falling asleep in five minutes. Like life could be even better. So totally. open mind totally. is the name of the game. And move in the energy is the second name of the game. And yeah. so so find your happy place. Find the happy place. So speaking of happy places, I'm wondering if you have a favorite restaurant where you get plant party dishes, really veggie friendly meals. Ooh. Um, where do I go? I go to, I like to go to Mogador. Oh, 
That's like Kevin right near the office. Yeah, yeah. So I go there, and then well, you saw me the other day is eating a nice lunch at Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's probably the standard answer for uh, for all those things. No. And what's your favorite plant to eat? My favorite. Well, lately I'm I'm riding the kale train. Uh, um. So you how know. cliche. I know. Sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite way to eat it? <laughs> um, I like it just in a salad. Mm. With, um, I like to eat things pretty, pretty plainly. So, you know, oil, salt and pepper. Yeah. That sounds good. And yeah. do you have a book other than your own that's really helped you be healthier and happier in some way? Early on, there was a book that I read on mindfulness called uh, Full Catastrophe Living mm. by John Kabat-Zinn. John's uh, He's really one of the pioneers of the mindfulness movement here in the U.S. Um, and his book, Full Catastrophe Living, I, I think is really thorough and it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Oh, cool. Uh, he also wrote the book, uh, Wherever You Go, There You Are. I think that one was a little more commercially popular. But, I've heard of that. Uh, Full Catastrophe Living, I think, is, is an excellent read. Ooh, I'm excited. I haven't read it. I look forward to that. I'm definitely adding that to my Amazon list. Hey yo. Well, James, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I love talking to you. I love acupuncture. I now feel like I need to come over there real soon and get some needles up in my bod. Um, <laughs> thank you for everything. Where can everybody go to find more about you? Yeah, you can go to my website, James E. Rohr, that's R-O-H-R.com. Um, that'll sort of give you a look at all of the stuff that I'm involved in beyond just uh, the actual acupuncture practice. Yeah, there's a lot um, more to you than just the and, needles. <laughs> yeah, totally. And then uh, if someone's in New York and wants a treatment, acupuncturewilliamsburg.com uh, will get you to the to the office. Do it. Everybody, do it. Even if you're visiting New York, you're being a tourist, you're seeing Times Square and a Broadway show, pop into Williamsburg. Say hi to me and James, and he'll do some acupuncture, and I'll meet you for a matcha or something (laughs) right up the street from him. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so, so much, and I will see you soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Party in My Plants podcast. I hope you're feeling open to giving acupuncture a real shot. And it won't even hurt you like a shot does. (laughs) Ironically, before we left for our honeymoon, we had to get some vaccinations. And as the nurse was about to hit me with her best shot, I got a little nervous. And Jesse, who was nearby, said, come on, beautiful bride-to-be. Okay, he doesn't speak like that, but it'd be really cool if he did. But he was like, you get needles all the time. And the nurse was like, huh? And I said, acupuncture. And she said, oh my God, if you get acupuncture, which totally freaked her out, then this won't hurt at all. And I was like, cool, poke me. And she was wrong. It hurt. A lot. But acupuncture doesn't. Debunked. Anyway, if you can think of one other person who might benefit from this chat debunking the magic of acupuncture needles, please share it with them. And before you DM or email me asking how you can find a James in your neighborhood, my best advice is to search for all the acupuncturists around you and really try to get a feel for their vibe based on their website. You can find reviews on Yelp or other sites and read those. Because from my experience, acupuncture as a whole works. It really works. But having the human needler who you connect with makes a world of difference. So feel free to shop around if you will. Okay. So you can find all the notes from this episode, plus so much more that makes healthy living not suck over at partyinmyplants.com slash 110.